This is Blind Like Me. Hello, everyone. Interviews, information, and reviews related to living with a vision disability. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been visually impaired since birth. He's been in radio for 30 years and also hosts the podcast Inside Today's Country. Tim has never let his lack of vision stand in his way. Welcome to another edition of Blind Like Me. My name is Tim Black. We thank you very much for listening to us wherever you find your podcast. And of course, as always, remind you to hit the like and subscribe button so you don't miss out on anything that we have coming up here on Blind Like Me. Well, this time we're focusing a little bit on virtual learning because we're all stuck inside due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And Vision Loss Rehab Center, under the umbrella of CNIB, have got some really interesting things coming up that we thought, hey, we'd like to get you involved with. And on the phone with us, we have Nikki from Brandon, Manitoba. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Tim. How Uh, are you? I am good, thank you. And also, because, hey, technology rocks, uh, we have Brianna from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Welcome, Brianna. Thank you. First of all, let's talk uh, Vision Loss Rehab Center. It's a new name under the umbrella of CNIB. Tell me a little bit about the name. Vision Loss Rehab was established over a year ago. I don't think it's quite two years, uh, but basically... It was established because the government started funding rehab services for blind and visually impaired. Um, This is a provincial thing, so it happened at different times each province. But uh, so I had been working for CNIB for 13 years. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden now I'm working for Vision Loss Rehab. It just, we're in the same building. Uh, We're providing the same service, but it's just that it's no longer considered a charity. It's considered a right to learn how to access information or a right to learn how to cook for yourself after you lose vision. So the the government in Toba started that funding. Um, And yeah, so job didn't change, but our name did. All right. And Brianna, what do you do with the Vision Loss Rehab Center? Well, like Nikki, I am also an independent living skills specialist. I teach cooking, cleaning, budgeting, technology, braille, whatever person needs to learn from the day they w- time they wake up to the time they go to sleep. The whole gamut then. The whole gamut. Excellent. Now you guys are getting into some virtual learning because of what we're going through right now. And this is what got the initial conversation going when Nikki and I were talking a couple of weeks ago. Let's talk a little bit about that. We were really throwing a curveball with everything going on. And so we've been providing service over the phone. And now I had started providing technology training over the phone, but there was a new initiative started that instead of just teaching one client, we're going to start hosting some groups. So we had our first one last week and uh, it's, it's held on the Zoom conferencing system online. But the neat thing about Zoom is it allows you to call clients as well that don't have access to a computer. So you can call somebody into a meeting So our first uh, group was on learning how to use makeup and it was last Wednesday at 11 o'clock. And so we had a group of ladies together and we phoned in one of them. So she didn't have access to video, but she was able to participate. And that's just the idea is to have some group lessons weekly. And then our next group is about groceries and menu planning during COVID-19. And the last group for May uh, will be easy cooking with microwave and slow cooker. Uh, so we're going to host them as well in June. And a lot of our groups are filling up. It's a great opportunity 
to have conversation with other people dealing with the same issues and to participate in some learning over video chat. And if you're unable to do that, you can still be phoned into the meeting or phone in. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so our first group was wonderful. It went really well. Brandon, tell me a little bit about uh, the grocery shopping during COVID-19 as somebody who is visually impaired myself. I haven't been in a grocery store probably for a month and a half because there's now arrows on the floor and, you know, uh, social distancing and all that. So tell me a little bit about what this uh, one is going to be talking about. Like you, Tim, I'm visually impaired myself. And so I have not been to any of the stores either for the same reasons. So we're going to be talking about the different apps um, and different grocery stores that are actually offering uh, delivery or online options to be able to order your groceries either by phone or the online options, of course, mm-hmm. and then have them delivered straight to your home. Because as visually impaired people, it's harder for us to get into the stores and follow the same rules that everyone else does. Are you finding that more people who are visually impaired and blind are taking advantage of, of the online grocery shopping? I mean, I know I've done it a couple of times and ended up getting like a three pound bag of sugar, but you know, that was my error. Uh, we didn't run out of sugar for a long time. But do you, do you do you find that visually impaired and blind people are taking advantage of that even prior to COVID-19? Yes, I do believe that because um, I know when Save on Foods first came to Winnipeg, a lot of people were very excited because it was another opportunity that you know we go online order our groceries and get them delivered to our home because other options we could go online with mm-hmm. some of them but then you still have to get to the store to pick things up mm-hmm. and park in a specific spot well so a lot of options until now have been very um, geared toward the car driver right okay yeah and i was gonna say your options are gonna vary on depending on where you live right. Absolutely. i work with a lot of rural clients but there is still options i mean i live in boisevain and you can call the co-op with your grocery list and have it delivered uh, by the handy transit in town. And it costs you $5. Okay. Uh, but, you know, there are options. So this, this group will be talking about, depending on who we have and, you know, attend, mm-hmm. what your options are. Okay. And I mean, the nice thing about, uh, you know, the podcast that we have listeners from all around the world, a lot of our listeners in the U.S., uh, so one of the things that we can certainly mention here, too, is the fact that, you know, depending on where you're listening to us uh, from is make sure you check out your local grocery store and they may have options for you as well. Brianna, what are some of the uh, the apps for, for grocery stores that, that you use? Uh, myself, I use uh, the Superstore Click and Collect one, okay. Peace Express, yep. as well as the Save on Foods. I also use one, if not specifically for grocery uh, delivery, but it's the Flip app because it has all of the different flyers on it. So I can actually go in and see what different flyers and sales are on. Okay. That's a good idea. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you've got another course uh, coming up at the end of uh, May. Let's talk about that quickly. Microwave cooking and using the old slow cooker, one of the best things that uh, one can oh, have. Best things in bread. No doubt, right? Let's talk a little bit about that class. What are you going to be teaching uh, in the, for that group? Well, we're going to be discussing the fact that it's very simple to make things in the microwave and the slow cooker, like quite literally. Um, the tagline for a lot of slow cookers is, better than forget it Mm -hmm. in so many ways um well the microwave is much quicker but it's just as simple right so trying to get people especially in this time where unfortunately nikki and i can't get out to them to help them with their stovetop or um you know other 
appliances like that, but they can at least safely use their slow cooker and their microwave and still make hearty meals. Right. Let's talk quickly. Um, Nikki, uh, stovetop cooking is a bit of a challenge for somebody who is visually impaired and blind. And maybe somebody who is listening is going through that uh, experience right now where they're frustrated, you know, about using a stove. What are some of the tips and tricks that you guys use to help people who are visually impaired and blind? Well, and they vary quite a bit because there's different stoves out there on the market. So we, whenever we do an in, uh, instruction, we always start by working with a cold stovetop and orientation is number one. Do you have vision to see the elements? Are they elements? Is it smooth top? Like, what are you working with? So we always start with that. Um, so, and that's a service that that clients can ask when we're allowed to go back into their homes, but that's something that they could do with a family member at home is making sure, first of all, that it is cold. If you live with somebody else, you need to know whether or not they used it before you came upon it. Mm -hmm. But, but being familiar orientation wise of of spatial awareness, do you have enough vision to use some cues? Uh, You know, as far, like as far as teaching over the phone, that's something that, I would hesitate to do, mm-hmm. uh, but if somebody had something specific where maybe they have a fair amount of vision, they're still cooking on stovetop because they've cooked for 20 years. I always encourage people to actually really use a wooden spoon, kind of like a a white cane would be used, but on the stovetop, so you can use a wooden spoon to find the lid or the handle uh, safely without singeing your fingers. That's a good trick, actually. I, I've, you know, I mean, and I've been cooking for many years and that, that that's a very good trick. Well, there are, there are uh, changes in our appliances all the time. And Brian, I'm going to go back to you on this one. Technology is changing all the time. How are you finding when you're, when you're teaching people, are you, you know, you're teaching them with, with new technology and it's always evolving? It is always evolving. Um, and often I find Part of my lesson ends up being that I have to check out the appliance first because I haven't seen it before. Mm-hmm. But luckily, Google is my friend and <laughs> I carry an iPhone with me so I can look up manuals very quick. Right. To help me to uh, figure out what I'm supposed to do, like how an item works. Because mm-hmm. I always believe that read the instructions. Uh, and a lot of people don't. Right. They don't think to or they don't have the uh, ability to because they don't have access to a computer or the Internet. Mm-hmm. I was talking with somebody a couple of uh, episodes back, um, my buddy Shiloh, who uh, lives on the East Coast, and he was talking to me about going shopping for new washer and dryer with his wife, and the sales guy came to him and said, you know, you're pushing all the buttons. He says, yeah, the more buttons and the beeps and bells, the better for me when I'm doing wash. Right. Instead of just having the old dial system. Well, and sometimes they have those sensitive touch screens that mm-hmm. have no, like, even if, even if I were to mark it, it's still inaccessible because you don't have to push the button. You just have to basically hover and it's activated it. So that, that one's really not good to work with <laughs> if you have no vision. Like Probably it, not. There's no, Yeah. So I have run into that a few times. All right. What are some of the other um, things that uh, Vision Loss Rehab is offering people nowadays? You guys have kind of gone through a little bit of a transformation a little bit. We have, yeah. So, of course, we're phoning all of our clients on on our caseload to just check, do do a check-in. You know, is everybody safe? Find out the situations. 
we do have an emergency uh, response group that, that would be utilized if we deem that somebody's in an unsafe situation and they need access to rehabilitation to you know be able to be on their own mm -hmm. then we you know that it has been done a couple times in the province but it's not you know there's certain qualifications for it right mm -hmm. uh, we also have a peer support group over zoom meeting that's happening and we have a virtual employment group that's meeting and training I'm doing technology training over Zoom um, and just over the phone with different clients. Mm -hmm. They're on their computers or on their or on their, um, cell phone training. Mm -hmm. How's that being received? <laughs> well, actually, what's really neat about it is I have a couple clients, you know, every week that I'm dealing with that might come in from a rural area. And after they meet with me the first time, they might expect, oh, okay, they're going to be ready to go. But unfortunately, it's a lot to learn for some people. Mm -hmm. So they need follow-up. And, and sometimes their follow-up is happening, you know, maybe they get three lessons in a year. Well, it's pretty tough to learn iPhone for the first time if you have zero vision uh, when you're only meeting with me three times a year. So now over the phone, I have had the opportunity to offer reoccurring appointments with clients that normally I wouldn't meet with very often. So it's pretty, pretty awesome that, that I'm doing this because we might've, you know, I don't know how enthusiastic I would have been to, to encourage clients to do that before. Whereas now I have the experience that I realize, yes, it is possible. And, and these people are getting the training that they wouldn't have gotten mm -hmm. otherwise. So it's pretty neat that way. Brianna, do you guys think that, you know, the whole way we're doing things now with more technology and, and using Zoom and other platforms is going to change how you guys are going to do your job a little bit better? Well, yeah, I think because we've been talking about doing some of the virtual training for quite some time now. It just this situation with COVID has really pushed our hand and forced us to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and in some ways, I think it's good because Nikki and I have never even thought of running groups together. Because we are in two different cities, but now we're able to, and we can reach people in the entire province as long as they have internet mm -hmm. or a, a decent phone line. Mm -hmm. So I think like she and I will be uh, running groups together for a long time to come. Mm -hmm. A lot of groups and lessons will be done over the phone, but nothing will ever replace that face-to-face -face contact. So there are some lessons, depending on what we're teaching, that will always be face to face at least initially yeah yeah and then yeah. i mean well, now you can do more follow-ups with 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 technology oh yeah the follow-up with technology will be happening i think a lot more but like i said if we're teaching someone how to use their stove or mm -hmm. trying to do a cutting lesson most likely that will be done face to face right how is the mental health state of the visually impaired and blind been through COVID 19. Isolation has always been an issue for people who are blind and visually impaired. And I think the program that um, the CNIB Foundation is running, the Virtual Vision Mate, is really helping out because it's encouraging a lot of people to make phone calls and have that contact that they didn't have before so they're not feeling quite so alone. Mm -hmm. Reaching out is a big part, though, during this whole thing. Huge. 
Nikki, how can people find out more information about the uh, the classes and the uh, the courses that you guys are offering here in the next couple of weeks and, and into June as well? If you are not on our email list, we did send out an email, mass email. Uh, you can call your local CNIB slash vision loss rehab office. And we're still having all our phone calls uh, connecting from the office to our cell phones, our work cell phones. So if you would like, you could call your local office or you can call, call the toll-free number, which is 1-800-563-2642. Uh, and, and you can, you know, ask for your specific office and then, you know, ask for somebody that you know, mm-hmm. or you'll just get connected with our receptionist. You guys have a great website as well. We do. do, It's cnib.ca for the foundation. And well, for Manitoba, it's mb.visionlossrehab.ca. Nikki and Brianna from Vision Loss Rehab Center in Manitoba under the umbrella of CNIB. Thanks very much for spending some time with us on Blind Like Me. And you bet. Thanks, Tim, for having us. You're very welcome. Thank you very much. And good luck with the courses that are, uh, that are coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Thanks for listening to Blind Like Me. If you have a comment or suggestion about future casts, drop us an email to blindlikeme at outlook.com. Blind Like Me is a timblackonair.com production.